Hey everyone, I'm Maddie. And I'm Emma. And we're the Huga Girls. Huga, in short, is the pursuit of everyday happiness. Each Monday, we give you the tools to build your happiness toolkit through discussing topics related to social media, health and wellness, pursuing your passions, and so much more. Welcome to the Huga Girls Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Huga Girls Podcast. Happy Monday. Emma Maddie here. We are so excited to bring you this episode with a really exciting guest, which we will get to in a moment. Oh, yes. We are so excited. Um, It was so much fun to talk to her. And if you guys follow us on Instagram, um, you might already know who she is. And if not, shameless plug, you absolutely should at HYGGE Girls Podcast on Instagram. But we are so excited to be jumping into this episode with you all, um, jumping into the holiday season. And we just want to start off kind of chatty like we always do and start with an Ask the Girls question. Um, I know that you know, the holiday season is kind of in full swing now. Like, I feel like once you get to like Thanksgiving week, like after Thanksgiving, it's like all of the festivities. And so our question that we were asked is, how do you feel about Christmas music, decor, festivities before Thanksgiving? So Emma, I want to get your take. We didn't ask each other this ahead of time because we wanted to keep yeah, it live. Yeah, we don't know each pod, other's so answers. I'm curious. Okay, what is, what is yours? Okay, so I am not like Mr. Grinch over this. I will not judge someone for doing Christmas things before Thanksgiving that I personally will not be participating until December. I just am not in the mood for it. Christmas is a long time and I don't want to get burnt out with it either, but I'm someone that's like, if I'm going to put up a Christmas tree that goes up after Thanksgiving, if I'm going to do like my family's going to do Christmas lights, that's just how my family is. It's going to go up after Thanksgiving. I'm not going to, like if I go to I don't know, a restaurant, they're playing All I Want for Christmas is You. Will I sing along? Yes. But will I put it in my car as I drive home? No. But I... Probably not. Yeah, yeah. So I am... uh, I will not judge. Because some people are very strong about this. Some people are like, you should not. And if you do, it's a crime. Listen to Christmas music or do Christmas things before Thanksgiving. Obviously, it's not that deep. So that's kind of where I am of... Yeah. I will participate happily starting in December. That makes sense. So you start December 1st. You don't start like the night of Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving. It's like, it's what's... a loose deadline. Okay. <laughs> it's a loose deadline. I get that. Okay. I'm kind of, I have to agree with you. Also not Mr. Grinch over here, but I, I just think it feels, and people are going to come for us. I already know this, but like, I just think it feels like not the right season until after Thanksgiving. So for me, like right now when we're recording we're recording this before Thanksgiving and it's super snowy outside. Like we got six inches of snow last night. The trees are covered. It's so pretty outside and it looks like a winter wonderland. So am I going to sip on some peppermint tea later in the day? Probably, you know, like that sort of thing, but I'm not going to be listening to Christmas music. Like I think that this holiday, at least for me, this part of the holiday season, like I'll listen to like some jazz in the background and like sip my peppermint. You tea. seem like a jazz but, like, girl. I, when you said I peppermint am a jazz tea, girl, jazz also popped in my head at the same time. Yeah. So this is like jazz and peppermint tea season for me. Mm. And then as of Thanksgiving night is when I think the holiday like decor festivities music all of that starts and I think that that comes from my family's tradition of we watch Christmas vacation um, on on Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving night and 
that's how we start off the holiday season. And so I think that like the day after Thanksgiving, you know, like whenever I fly back from being home with my family, like that's when I'll personally put up my Christmas tree. Um, I'll probably be listening to Christmas music on the plane, that sort of thing. But I do have to confess, I watched a Christmas movie the other night. Did you know? And I did. And it's my first time ever in my life watching a Christmas movie before Thanksgiving. But I was feeling Under the Weather and Christmas Chronicles. Have you seen that on Netflix? I give me a brief synopsis. I think I might have. So it is basically it's the same director as um, Home Alone. Oh, cool. Yep. So a really good director. And it basically is these two kids. um, They're like stereotypical Hallmark, I feel like, where their dad passed away a couple of Christmases ago or like the Christmas before. And their mom works in the hospital. So they're left alone on Christmas Eve. Yes, because the (laughs) brother is like older and he um, doesn't believe in Santa. And the younger girl is like, no, we're going to find him. Like we're going to literally get this on video. And so they do. He sneaks into their house. And they accidentally, like, not accidentally, the girl jumps into a sleigh. So the brother's like, oh, shit, I have to follow. So then it's about their journey to, like, save Christmas. Because basically what they did, like, has messed up the whole thing with Christmas. But it's really cute. Like, wow. it, honestly, it was a sweet movie. And there's a Christmas Chronicles, too. I have not seen that yet. Um, so much to look but, forward to. <laughs> yes, would recommend it. Sorry, that was a little bit of a No, tangent, that's cute. But we love a good wreck. Yeah, I'm, I'm all excited for the holiday season I really am yeah I'm I I am excited kind of I I love when it comes around I just really dislike the cold but you know holidays are not I think holidays are what make it not so miserable and stuff because it's been cold here I feel like recent in recent years fall has been like a week long and then summer has been four months and then winter's been four months and then squeeze in the middle yep. of that as like a week of fall but I would agree with that. Oh my gosh. But yes, we're, yes. we're rolling no matter if we want to or not. And happy holidays to everyone. I hope you guys are enjoying it as this season is kind of ramping up into full swing. And yeah, let's chat about our guests that we're so excited to oh my gosh, bring so on excited. today. This was such a fun episode. And if you don't know, like Maddie said, you definitely should know this guest and should definitely follow her. She has so many good things to add, and we're so excited for you guys to hear all that she has to say. We chatted with the Habit Queen herself. Her name is Shelby Sacco. You might know her from TikTok. She shares habit stacking tips, tricks. She's basically all things habits, and it's really the way that her life has been able to turn around from the outside in almost of forming really healthy habits and routines that have made her successful. Yeah, absolutely. And she was actually um, featured in a Today Show article and she also has a podcast called Sad Savage. Um, So you should definitely go check that out. I feel like a lot of you probably have already heard of her. Um, But if you haven't, definitely go check her out. She's amazing. Um, and in today's episode, it was so much fun to talk to her. We covered obviously all things habit, the habit loop, but we also talked about willpower, how to maintain motivation or actually not even need it. Um, we did discuss New Year's resolutions and our opinions on it, her opinions on it, and so much more. Um, it was such a fun episode and we're super excited for you all to hear it. So um, it Without further ado, let's just jump into it. Let's Is get that good? into it. Yes. Let's do it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Me and Maddie are so excited to be joined by Shelby Sacco, the Habit Hype Girl herself. Shelby, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And I love the intro. 
I always call myself a habit hype girl. Yes, habit hype girl. Absolutely (laughs) love that tagline. It's so fun. And we're so excited to dive into what that actually means for you. We know that you're so passionate about habits and how you've used them to turn your life from sad to savage. And you post them all over your social medias. You've grown a platform and you've even grown a business from this. So can you tell us a little bit more about what that means to you and kind of who Shelby Stocko is from a bird's eye point of view? Yes. So I started my career, I guess, on TikTok in January. So all of this has been happening over the last year. But what I teach started over the, I think, about two years ago. So I started a series on TikTok called Sad to Savage. And what it is, is it kind of documents my journey going from rock bottom and then coming out kind of on top where I'm at now. And throughout my journey, what really helped me actually change my entire life was habits. So I teach those online how to form habits, how to change habits, how to create healthy routines. Um, And I do that on TikTok and Instagram. It's been insane. I like turn into kind of an influencer overnight and it's completely transformed my life. Yeah, that's incredible. And I I actually found you personally um, back in January. I think I was like really, really early to a video. Yeah, I was like, this is awesome because I was listening to Atomic Habits on Audible at the time and I was like oh my gosh this girl is like talking about all the same stuff that I've been listening to but for our listeners who don't necessarily know what habit stacking is or what the habit loop is do you mind walking us through just kind of like surface level understanding of how you got into habits and kind of what your first habit loop looked like? Yes so when I was in the sad of my sad to savage phase I was at rock bottom and I didn't really know what to do. I felt like I was kind of out of options. And I always say, like, by the grace of God, I decided to read a book. Like, I was like, oh, people who are smart read, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I picked up the book, The Power of Habits. I don't. I have no idea to this day why I chose that book. Like, zero clue. It must have been, like, the only one available that could come the next day, shipping. And so I started reading this book that taught what a habit is, what the habit loop is, and how to form them. And so I learned in a habit loop, you have a cue, a routine, and a reward. And if you're listening, kind of picture that going in a circle. And so the cue goes to the routine, the routine goes to the reward, and then the reward back to the cue. And so what I realized is that anything in life is a habit, really everything. And I learned how to actually utilize the habit loop. So in the habit loop, the cue is basically, it could be an event or a feeling. It's something that triggers your habit. The routine's the actual habit, and then the reward is what you're getting why you're forming that habit, whether it's a feeling, something physical. Um, I like to give examples of like, it's like a compliment or a gift, things like that. And that helps you actually create that habit loop. Well, in life, we have good habits and we have bad habits. And I had been coming out of college and I'm like, oh, I need to break all my habits. And in that book, I realized you actually can't break any habits. You can only change them, which made so much sense to me. So like I, at the time, Um, was snoozing my alarm. I was sleeping until like five minutes before work every single day. And I realized I was trying to break that habit where I should have been changing it. So that's actually where I started my habit journey is I decided that I was going to start waking up just a little bit earlier. And then in that time that I was up earlier, I was going to go outside and go on a walk. The reason being when I was in my sad phase, I was gaining a lot of weight. My mental and my physical health were both just like deteriorating. And in my head, I thought waking up a little bit earlier to do something for myself like that's what's going to help me, what's going to change my life. And I mean, it really did. And so I started doing that. That was the first, I guess, two habits that I started to create. I really just leaned into like what the book was saying. And I was like, well, I I guess I just trust the science. Like I would say that over and over. Like I trust the science, I guess. Like these people (laughs) are really smart. And I'm really, really grateful that I did. 
Yeah, no, that's incredible. And I feel like as someone who also kind of understands like where habits come from, I really like what you said and kind of what the book was talking about where you can't break habits, you can just change them. Um, So do you mind before we kind of venture off of this topic and into more of the nitty gritty of it, um, walk us through how changing a habit works and like what that looks like for you. So like you were saying, you weren't waking up as early as you wanted to be, like, how did you actually make that change in your routine? So when it comes to changing a habit within that habit loop, you want to change the routine. You basically want to swap it out. And the reason being is the cue and the reward are actually linked. And that's what matters. The routine is just something that you've taught your brain. And and it, your brain basically knows that if you do that routine, if you get that cue and you do that routine, you're going to get the reward. So you swap out the routine with something else. When it came to waking up earlier, I would literally just snooze my alarm as my routine. So the cue would be the alarm going off, the routine being reaching over and snoozing it. And then the reward would be maybe thinking that I'm helping myself out by getting more sleep. So in that situation, I swapped out the actual routine and instead I would reach over and grab a glass of water on my nightstand. Now that's a little bit more strategic because I learned, I learned so much about the brain. I'm really into brain science, brain science and brain health right now, but your brain is actually the part of it that makes like logical decisions and, and, and actually thinks through things isn't really awake the second that you wake up. And so you almost want to buy it more time. And so I would reach over and drink water. And by the time I was done drinking water, I'd be like, okay, like I need to get up at it. And that, that change of the routine really did it for me. There's other things that I want to know. So I teach a six week class and in that class, I have people from all different, um, environments or from different situations who are trying to wake up earlier, who maybe have tried that tip that it might not work for them. What's cool is looking at each person's individual life and kind of zooming out and being like, are there other things, other habits that I have that are keeping me um, in that spot stuck where I cannot wake up earlier? And the most common that I see are one, people can do little, little things like making sure the blinds are open before they go to bed, making sure that the sound machine's off. I had a lot of parents who realized that they kept the sound machine on because their child slept in their room and then realized that was literally keeping them asleep. And that was the one change. The one thing they needed to change is turning it off by a set time. And then, right. I was like, that's crazy. I love that. That's interesting. But then, um, wait, I lost my thought for a second. But when it comes to that, that's how you would change an actual habit, swapping that routine. But then when it comes to actually creating a habit, you would actually stop and and fill out those three spots, the cue, the routine, and the reward. Oh, wait, I remember what I was going to say. That always happens when I pop, pop, pop. <laughs> a really big thing that I realized later when I started trying to wake up earlier and earlier, because I would just go down by like little increments at first. Um, I was going from, at this time, I woke up at like 8.55 a.m. when I started, and now I wake up at 5.20 every day. But it didn't just jump like that. It was like slowly building down. One big thing that I learned throughout the journey further in was that your nighttime routine and what time you go to bed plays a way bigger role than actually getting up yourself. Like when you can set yourself up for success at night, that's actually going to really benefit your entire day in the morning. This is something that I think is so important for me. So just a little thing about me and Maddie. So I'm that friend that sleeps in a little bit later. She's that friend that's like, oh, I slept in today and it's 6.30 a.m. And I'm like, that would be my version of waking up at the ass crack of dawn, respectfully. Um, So I think I have been able to change my habits to be more positive to where I, I wake up around nine, I work from home. So it's a, it's a little bit more flexible, but I find myself kind of where you were, if I want to get up earlier and where a lot of people are that come to you for advice of, I want to 
change this habit and it really does go back to night routine and it's so nice to hear I guess something verbalized that you don't even realize consciously that you need and so I think that's what like why what you say has such appeal because there's so many people that might not even be like I've never put that much thought into this being a habit issue or this being a night routine issue but being able to verbalize that and then strategize from there is really important because in the lack of a plan there's not really going to be any change and I've kind of been in that mindset before and probably other people have like I want to quote break a habit but to change that wording to I want to change something something that's helped me I know what you're talking about waking up is my hatch alarm because it turns off the sound. I love sleeping with a sound machine, but it'll turn off the sound and it will start getting lighter and then birds will start chirping. That's what I have my setting on. There's so many different little nature things, but my birds start chirping, but it's been so much easier because the sound shuts off for me and the light comes on for me. And so then I'm like, okay, this, I don't have to stay snoozing to the nice white noise or the nice whatever you're listening to um so that is such a good tip that I think listening back to it from an audience perspective obviously as a co-host as well but is so important and something that I've really found to benefit in my life and that I want to be more intentional with so thank you for sharing all of that um I guess what it really comes down to is once you realize these things where does the motivation come in? How do you stay motivated to achieve these goals that you have set for yourself or these routine changes? Because as much as you maybe want to, motivation, you know, you hear people talk about motivation versus dedication. Have you um, found that balance in terms of maybe you don't always feel motivated or it's a dedication thing or what does that motivation to really change look like for you? I really love this question. Oh, before I get into it, though, I want to say I love what you were saying about awareness. Like when people don't even realize that's what it is. One of my favorite quotes in the entire world is that you cannot change anything you're not conscious or aware of. Yes, so true. Right, because then it kind of takes out the shame or like when you're hard on yourself because you're like, wait, I didn't know that I cannot fault myself for not realizing that sooner. I just realized it and then you can move forward from there. But when it comes to motivation, I, I love saying this, but I don't think motivation's real. And I think people get confused by the word motivation. Because if you look at me, you're probably like, oh, she's got all these healthy habits. She has all she's so things. motivated. Yeah, like she's just yeah. really motivated. And at the end of the day, I'm really not that motivated. Like, like there are so many days where I like get up and I'm like, I'm just tired. And, and that's fine. But the thing is, is that I have habits, which are like automatic behaviors that you really don't have too much control over. So my habits are automatic. Like they are happening whether I want them to or not. So me getting out of bed and doing like a three hour morning routine, that's something that I taught myself that now takes absolutely zero out of me. Like takes nothing from me to actually do, which I also think is crazy. So if you guys have ever like looked into willpower or or like been like, oh, I don't have the willpower to do this. Something really, really insane when it comes to motivation, habits, and willpower is that habits don't take any of your willpower. So every day your willpower resets and you have, if you picture it like a full cup and the more that you do tasks throughout the day, the more it depletes the willpower. And then at the end of the day, that's typically where people have bad habits or for example, um, 
like text their ex or make bad eating choices or things like that because your willpower is actually out the it's window. It's always at the end of the day. That's you're so right about that. Because you've done so much throughout the day. Like say you went, um, say you got up and had work meetings and then one of your friends had like something really bad happen and you had to talk to them on the phone for an hour and you weren't planning on these things. Or for me, it was always I had to go pick up my brother or one of my sisters and my parents were running late for work and I didn't plan for that. And that took a lot out of me. And so there's these things that just deteriorate, deteriorate, deteriorate until you've got nothing left which is crazy because your habits do not take your willpower because those are automatic behaviors. Picture like brushing your teeth or making coffee in the morning that doesn't take anything out of you, right? That's just something that you do like without thinking about it because those are habits. So when you form habits, you no longer need that motivation to like force you to get up and do something, to force you to go get up and work out. Your brain is so adjusted to it and it's it's a part of you. But when it comes to forming them, so that's where there's kind of like a disconnect because you're like, oh, well, you have to be motivated to to form them or to get started. The way that I look at that is is I think that we overcomplicate growth or, or changing our lives. I really think we do. And if you think about the like new year, new me kind of mindset, how people will be like, oh, I want to do this, 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 and this and change my life super fast and like do all these things. That's setting you up for failure, right? No one can literally change, completely change their lifestyle overnight. That's just unrealistic because you get overwhelmed, you get stressed, you don't have enough willpower, your your body's learning, right? But when you change, when you start building habits or you sit with yourself and get really simple, like, oh, I want to start working out every single day and you sit and say, how can I form that as a habit? I can get up and go on a 20 minute walk every day. I could go on a 10 minute walk and that's how I'm going to start forming that habit. That doesn't require necessarily motivation, all these things, when you set yourself up for success. Where people are like, I don't have motivation is like going to the gym for two hours when they've never consistently done that before, right? That's just so overwhelming. And on that note, my workout habit started from doing exactly that, going on a walk every single day, and that was it. And then I got to build on top of that once I formed that pathway in my brain. So I think, to circle back, I think motivation's not real. I think it comes down to your habits. And the way that you you kind of cheat the system is by setting up really small habits that you can so you get that reward, right? When you're forming that habit of, wow, I'm doing this. I'm so proud of myself. And that's how you actually get it to um, kind of take place and stick within your life. Yeah, I, I really, really like that. And I really resonate with that as well, especially with, like you were saying, kind of that glass analogy of your willpower. I'm briefly interrupting today's episode to talk about Moon Juice. Moon Juice is your home to unstress. At Moon Juice, they believe the first and best thing you can do for the planet starts with yourself. If you want to live in an expanded state and share that with the world, then making space for daily stress management is your number one task. It's not extravagance, it's essential. Just like brushing your teeth, it's making the choice to properly equip and care for the one vessel that you're given to show up and do exactly what you came to do. The world needs your clarity, capacity, and vitality now. Moonjuice products are here to help you find your calm. They bring adaptogens, mushrooms, and clinical level actives into supplements and skincare with clinically studied, 100% traceable, bioavailable, and potently dosed ingredients. If you're interested in an overall more calm lifestyle, we're so excited to be partnering with Moonjuice to offer you $15 off your first order with code HUGAGIRLS. Visit moonjuice.com and enter H-Y-G-G-E girls at checkout or click the link in the show notes. Again, that's moonjuice.com and enter code HUGAGIRLS at checkout. 
And like Emma was mentioning, like it is always at the end of the day that I feel like things are harder. And at least for me personally, like I can't work out at the end of the day because I know that I won't do it. Things will come up. I'll prioritize other things. I'll feel more exhausted. Maybe for some people, like that's the only time that they are able to do that. And so I like what you said about, you know, habits not taking or depleting your willpower. Um, And I also liked what you said about kind of new year, new me. And so I wanted to touch on um, your take on New Year's resolutions. Like, is there a successful way, in your opinion, to make New Year's resolutions stick? Or is it something that you just think, I mean, it's kind of bullshit. Like, how do you feel about them just in general? I love this question. I've never actually verbalized how I feel about it. But for lack lack of better words, I think like the whole like what it is right now the whole new year new me is just such bullshit I think it's all like a scam from like wellness industries to be completely honest because no one is and and this was my biggest thing with my status habits journey there was no one out there that was teaching you step by step what to do it was telling you do this do this do this like oh buy this start going to the gym do this like setting people up for failure and so what I love about this is when it comes to new year's resolutions I think new year's resolution setting goals that is amazing That's like, uh, that really is amazing. It's more that mindset of I'm going to change my entire life and start day one, you know, that like zero to a hundred mindset without a plan. And so one thing that I've been working on actually for the last two months is an entire, um, basically like content push for new years, how to actually help people set themselves up for success by gaining small habits, learning how to form habits, and then slowly progressing and working up so they don't hit that like two, three weeks in, or just completely, I don't know if you guys have seen the charts for new years, like when people make it, literally goes like this, then just plummets. So I've been like by week three, yes, week three, 20% of people are at the gym that started week one. And it's, it's crazy. It's really, really frustrating because it's like people want to change. People want yeah, to. The intent they want is there. The intent is fully there. It's that the steps and the actual setting themselves up for success. It's like we've just been misled. Like, And I was really, really, really misled my entire – not my entire journey, leading up to that journey, which is why I felt so hopeless and so sad and so confused. And so when it comes to New Year's, the way I like to to look at it is you can you don't have to wait for New Year's to change your life. But when you want to change something, when you sit down and think like, here are my goals, it's more stopping and making a big goal and seeing that as something you're working towards the end result and going back down to the first smallest thing. Like, what can I do to slowly start getting working towards that goal? And if you guys go back and think to the example of waking up earlier, how I kind of mentioned my end goal, I read the book, The 5 a.m. Club, as I think my third book and I've read I've read that book actually five times now I love that book but that was one of my beginning books and I knew I wanted to be a part of the 5 a.m club more than anything like I started to get hooked right away and I was like I want to wake up at five but that was my end goal right so if I would have been in that moment and said I'm going to start doing it this week I would have failed over and over and over again oh 100 percent yeah you go from waking up at 9 a.m and you just expect your body to go good morning sunshine and wake up at 5 a.m yeah that's yeah, it definitely was an unrealistic goal. Right. And I think that's that's kind of what we the way we perceive New Year, New Me. But instead saying, okay, I can start waking up. I think my first jump was, I think it was I want to say 45 minutes earlier. And then from there I just worked down in really small increments, like 15 to 30 minutes. If we if we say here's my first step and then here's the next thing that I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna slowly progress, that's how you're gonna actually set yourself up for success and get to that end goal. Um, opposed to just overwhelming yourself and putting so much stress on yourself for something that is really, really 
hard, something that you can get to, you can achieve just with the proper steps in place. Absolutely. And I think what you said, how you kind of took it by 15 minute increments is so important. Um, but I also like what you said where that was the goal, because earlier in the episode you were talking about now you have a three hour morning routine. So walk us through what that three hour morning routine looks like and how did you get there? What was the first thing that you started and that is still included in your morning routine and what have you added to just overall help your overall well-being to start the day? Oh, I love this question. Um, it's funny because I I teach my six-week class, and I teach this on TikTok too, to basically write out your morning routine and put it somewhere that you can see every single day. And I always had it on my wall. And in, in my class, we go through like a, a ebook, and I have my old morning routines in there. And it's funny because you can see it start to slowly progress and just like me adding things and like achieving them. And it, it's really, really cool to look back on. I save them all. I think that I, I just like looking at them. That is but- really cool. I love it. I, I used to have it. My old apartment had the perfect place for it too. Then when I moved, I'm like, where am I putting my... Where do they go? You're like, oh, old Shelby was so cute thinking that this was the end. Thinking that this was the best she could do. Which is cool though, to see your growth. It really is. But if I could go back, I would have said, hey, honey, you're going to be using these photos one day. Maybe try to write a little bit nicer. But how I started was I started with just waking up a little bit earlier and going on a walk. That was like, I had no morning routine before that. I literally would wake up five minutes before my call, join my call and lay in bed in the dark because I was in the basement at the time on my call and that was it. And so I started waking up a little bit earlier and going on a walk and I realized like immediately and I lived at home and I'm one of six kids and there were five of us kids living there at the time. And it's just insanity. Like 24 seven is insane. I've always been in my eyes a parent. Like my mom and dad call me my older sister up the parents to the younger two. If that makes sense. So I've always felt like mm-hmm. a parent. I have so many responsibilities. So when I started waking up a little bit earlier and I had time for just me, I was like, holy shit. Like, I don't think I ever spend time with just myself, like where I'm not working or where I'm not doing something for someone. And I realized I loved it. And so I started going on walks and listening to an audiobook while I was on those walks. And then slowly I started to get more and more into it and see that the habit was really forming. And my mental health, though it didn't just go like, woo, I'm so happy. I could feel like things were getting better. And so I slowly started adding in a few more things to that morning routine. Like I added in writing self-love affirmations. I added in, um, as I built the habit of working out, I started going to an actual gym. It took me a few months to progress from walking, which is totally okay. Like I, I always tell people walk first for a few months till you can get that habit engraved. But when I started going to a gym, I started basically putting on music and um, drinking pre-workout and like dancing around as part of my morning routine. And that always made me feel so happy and made me feel like I knew what music was like doing good. I felt like I was out of the music industry for a while. Like I didn't know what songs were good and my sisters would always laugh at me. But (laughs) that was one reason I added that in. And then now it has progressed to such a, uh, it, it might seem crazy, but it is, it helps me so much in my life. And I feel like I'm so successful because of this morning routine that I now do religiously. And so while built here, now I'm at the point where I'll wake up every day at 520. I'll get out of bed. I'll feed my cats. They're so cute. I love them. That's something that I added in recently because I just got, I got my cats this summer. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. On the list. Feed, feed the kittens. I literally rewrote it. I'm like, feed cats. Um, but <laughs> I'll, I'll, cats. Um, I'll brush my teeth, go to the bathroom. And when I'm done with that, come in, make my bed. Then I'll go to my workout class. I go to a 6 a.m. workout class for an hour. From there, I then leave and go walk. In the summer, it's nice because I can just go home and walk outside. But now that it's winter, I go to a second gym because my my original gym is class-based. So you can't like go in between times. And so I'll go on a treadmill and I'll walk on the treadmill for two to three miles. It kind of depends on the day. 
I do two as a minimum, but if I'm working on that morning walk and habit stacking, so just working while I'm doing that, I might stay longer depending on what that task is. When I'm writing or editing, I'm way better when I'm walking for some reason. Like I'm like, oh, that's so funny. Right. Yes. So many people say like, how do you edit and walk? I'm like, I don't know. Look, I'm just cruising on that. <laughs> I always feel like, cause I really enjoy my two favorite things to do are either like sprinting like getting on a treadmill and just running or walking and I'm not like a a light jog girly but sometimes when I'm in that like walking mood where I'm like okay I just want to like get out and move my body I like to be on my phone doing stuff because it's also in the back of my mind I'm like okay I'm I'm being productive for myself but then also I don't feel like I'm quote wasting time even though time for yourself is never really wasted but you know how you get you're like there's so many things I could be doing and I feel like I'm like is someone gonna look at me weird and be like that girl's just on her phone or that girl's working but I have to I guess get over that mindset of people judging me for doing that (laughs) I love that I'll always go if I'm like having a day where I just want to go on a walk I'll go on TikTok I'll listen to a meditation I'll do anything while I'm walking I love having stacking on walks it's it's literally two killing two birds with one stone I think that's the same but then after I do um my workout class and my morning walk I'll come home and I'll make breakfast depending on the day two days of the week I'll meal prep lunch and then usually I'll meal prep enough that I have extra, which is really nice. Um, except my little sister's pregnant and she just started working for me. So now oh I've been like, trying to figure out an in-between of how much food to make, like based Ooh. on the days that she's over. It's so much fun. So nice. Um, but after that, I'll go upstairs. I'll write out affirmations and then I'll shower, do all my skincare, hair care, um, get ready for the day. And then what's nice is my nighttime routine and my morning routine flow perfectly together. So my nighttime routine sets me up for success in the morning. So just an example of that is like when in my nighttime routine, I'll literally basically go in the bathroom or wait, I'll start over. I'll put on my pajamas to tell my brain that I'm going to sleep. And so I can start getting in that mood. And then I'll wash my face, brush my teeth, do self-love affirmations in the mirror. I'll tidy up my, all my space, my bathroom counters, my workspace, my bedroom. It usually doesn't get too crazy because I do it every night, but I know in the back of my head that I get really bad anxiety if my room's a mess while I'm trying to work. Mm-hmm. Like I actually just cannot focus on my job. I, I get, I procrastinate because I'm doing other tasks. Mm-hmm. So making sure I do that before bed, set me up for a successful morning. Then I will go, I'll pick out my work outfit and I'll pick out my workout outfit. So I have those laid out. So like those little things that I'm doing before bed, like consistently are making sure that that morning routine is flowing consistently as well. Yeah. So you have no excuses for yourself in the morning of, oh, I can't find something to wear. You're just like, nope, Shelby, you have it. It's right there. Put it on, get your ass out of bed and go do it. That's so awesome. And I think something that habits really do for everyone is just build confidence when you feel like you can accomplish something. And I think that's kind of where this whole new year, new me, or I don't know how long you've been on TikTok, but there's this whole like hot girl era push of like, you have to be doing these things for almost a look. And you would look at these people, you're like, I can't do that. And you're, you see your self-confidence, again, even subconsciously go poop, 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 down, 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 feeling like it's depleting and setting goals and habits for yourself that can actually be accomplished even if that's going to be okay I want to wake up at 5 a.m but that's going to take me months to achieve that and so you can feel happy today I was 30 minutes earlier and I can feel like I achieved something because we're we all want to feel senses of accomplishment we're all that kid in kindergarten that what's the gold star we all want to feel like we're doing good for ourselves and that boost of serotonin that you get when you do do something good for yourself is such a good feeling like I I was kind of sharing about me and Maddie, but I'm someone who struggled more like you did in the past with getting up and 
um, getting active or just forming healthier night routine habits, especially like I was always up till 2 a.m. and stuff. And it's so good when you do something for yourself, you wake up, you have that feeling of, wow, I feel better. I feel accomplished. And habits really can do that for you. And I, everyone deserves to feel that way, but it's definitely a journey to get there. So I'm so glad that, you know, you found that for yourself in a way that you are confident in yourself and such a good way, not in an egotistical way, just in like, I know me, I know what works for me and everyone deserves to find that for whatever that means for them. So this is amazing to hear and amazing um, for myself and our listeners to have as goals to push ourselves even farther to have habits that really work for us. And I think sometimes where goals struggle or habit struggle is when we travel when we are not in our normal space, when we have a visitor even staying with us, when we have things on our agenda, like you were saying, that we didn't think were going to be there. How do you balance maybe if you're traveling or you have company or people around you making sure to prioritize that for yourself? Does it look different? Do you keep it the exact same? What is your method to that? That's a good question. I love this question. So when it comes to, for example, If I'm traveling, I keep, I still keep really specific habits. So for example, I know that um, my morning routine and my nighttime routine are crucial to like my mental health and how I operate. I also know that I like working out for my, my, for my mental and my physical health. And I know that there's other little things like anything that I can keep, I will, but I'm also not overwhelming myself with this pressure. Like, oh, I've got to do these habits. So for example, I went to um, on vacation in June for my roommate's wedding which was like amazing. And it was five days. And so what I'll always do is I'll adjust my morning and nighttime routine to set me up for success still without putting that pressure of like, oh, I have to do all these things because that just wouldn't be realistic. Yeah. So I'll make a list and say, okay, what can I do for my morning routine? I can still write affirmations. I can plan out a walk. Like I can ask my boyfriend if he wants to walk and get coffee. I can go on a walk with one of my friends. I can plan that the night before and know that that's going to happen. Um, in my nighttime routine, I can say, okay, I know I'm going to have water next to my bed. Um, I know that I'm going to tidy up my space, like what my suitcase, like things that are out in my hotel room. I know I'm going to lay out my outfit for tomorrow. And I pick these little things that I can still consistently do. Also, one thing that I'll always do on vacation, which is like my favorite thing ever, is I'll set a time that I'm going to wake up. Now, I'm not like forcing myself to wake up super early. And it, it did get a little complicated when I started traveling with my boyfriend because a time that I want to wake up when we're sharing a bed might not be the time he wants to wake up on vacation. Mm-hmm. So I actually, so originally I would wake up at like 8, 7.30 to 8 on vacation when I was with my family and he wasn't involved. But now when he is there, I'll be like more conscious of that. And if it's possible, I'll wait until 9. But I just set that time so I know I will still have time for me in the morning to do things that make me feel good and make me feel happy. Now, when there's situations like in your immediate life, life is not consistent, not even a little bit. And we try to create consistency, (laughs) right, with like habits and routines. But what I like to do, um, and I I figured this, the bulk of this out when I started teaching my six-week class, because there were a lot of, um, my time zone, I had to be conscious that not everyone was in my time zone, essentially. And so that affected like what time I was going to bed, what time I would teach until. And so what I started doing is realizing you can make a variation of your morning and nighttime routine based on what's going on in your life. So for example, say um, you want to go to dinner and you are staying out, you're going to be home later and you're, you're not going to be able to do your whole nighttime routine. In that situation, there are things that I like to do, like tidy up my space right after work, right? Like if I'm aware I'm going to dinner, I could say, okay, I know that that's non-negotiable because that helps me control my anxiety during my workday. So I'm going to make sure I do that. 
whenever I sleep at my boyfriend's house, I'll do the same thing. I'll pick out my outfits for the next day. I'll clean up my space before I go. And then when I come back in the morning to work, I know that I'm already set up for success and I feel really, really good about that moving forward. Now, there's also times like when I get sick, which I get, for some reason, I get really bad headaches, like very consistently. I haven't been able to really figure out what triggers them or why. I'm not sure if it's the weather or what, but whenever I get a headache, I'm like out. I'm completely out. Like there's nothing else I can do. And so what I will do is I know I can like feel them coming on and I'll just immediately go wash my face, brush my teeth and get in bed. And so what I do in that situation, because I know I have all of these things in my nighttime routine that I need for my morning is I will stop and I'll say, I'll visualize my morning and I'll shift that routine. And I'll say, okay, I know having a clean room help clean room helps with anxiety. So what I can do is instead of walking tomorrow morning, I can clean up my space and I can find another time throughout the day to add in that walk. Can I go at lunch? Can I go after work? Once another time I can shift that around so that I can set myself up for a productive day. So it's really cool if you think about like you want these these routines not set in stone, but set so that, that you have them for life's consistent. And then when life's not consistent, you do what you're able to, what you're capable of. And you still have that win. Like you still have that like, oh, I feel really good. Like I did this. And I got this done. And I think that's what's uh, like a cool perspective when you think about life shifting, whether you're having someone overgoing somewhere, going on vacation sick, is yeah. having that plan of action or knowing that there's other things that you can do. It doesn't have to be a lot of things that people struggle with, um, at least from my class that I've learned, is that zero to 100 mindset where if they can't do the full routine, they like give up. But it really is adapting that mindset of, oh, if you can accomplish two out of six things on that list, that's still really amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, there's still two more. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. And I I love what you shared too because I feel like especially with, at least for me personally, pre-COVID era, um, I feel like it was a lot easier to just kind of be adaptable and not really thinking about our habits because we weren't spending as much time in our homes with ourselves. And at least for me, I kind of started to develop my routines, my habits when the pandemic hit. And that's when I was able to really look inward and now that I'm kind of transitioning back to, okay, I have different things that are coming up for work or, um, you know, I have plans that popped up last minute and I am going to be out later than I thought I was going to be just kind of taking that almost like malleable approach of like, okay, how can I mold this to fit my current habit stack? Um, but something that I know just from a question that we got asked, cause we've asked our listeners, um, to submit questions for you and for our guests just in general. Um, and something that, was kind of a commonality was how to maintain the habit loop when your partner, for example, doesn't have the same same shared goals as you. Because if you're going on vacation, that's a one and done thing, right? So for your like roommate's wedding, that was five days and then you come back, you're in your same routine. But for people who are moving in with their partner or people who um, are trying to kind of find that balance of, okay, spending time with them, but maybe they don't necessarily want to wake up at five or maybe they don't necessarily want to clean before. Maybe they want to sit on the couch and watch a show. What does that look like? Or do you have any insight, I guess, into that? Yes. So I have a couple of things to say with this. So my older sister actually took my class, which was so much fun. So I actually loved having Yeah, that's her. so cute. I had to mute her sometimes though. I'm like, Rachel Morgan, this is not <laughs> a conversation between the two of us. I'm like, there are like oh, so many other people. She's hilarious though. But oh, her, her biggest thing, which is an example you just said, was that she wanted, she was a basement child like me. So we didn't have nighttime routines and she really wanted one. And so that's why I kind of forced her. I'm like, take my class. Like I'll teach you there. Cause you're not listening to me right now. 
And so she actually formed one. And, and her biggest problem was her husband liked to sit on the couch after work and relax and watch TV, which is completely fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I had to explain to her her biggest struggle was that she wanted him to either participate or she wanted to spend that time with him. And the first thing that I'll point out there is that that those little moments, for example, like when you are waking up earlier than your partner and they're staying in bed and you want to like stay and lay with them or you want to spend that time with them, this is going to come off rude, but like that, those moments don't matter at all. They don't matter at all. Like if you zoom out and look at the grand scheme of things, your partner wants you to be happy mentally, happy physically and doing things for yourself. So that 15 minutes or that one hour, like you're like, I want to lay with them. Like, no, you need to do, you get to do something for yourself. And like, Mm -hmm. if they want to lay, that's like great for them. And you can do that after your tasks are done. That can be your reward. But another thing that I will teach in my class is communicating because a lot of the times your partner is not going to have like the, like the thoughts that you're having or the goals mm-hmm. for yourself that you want for your life. And that's completely okay. Nothing to say there's something wrong with them. But the, a lot of the times we we have things in, that we want for ourselves and goals that we set for ourselves. So I always tell people to basically communicate that to your partner. Like I want to start waking up earlier and this is really important to me. And so when my alarm goes off in the morning, like I know that'll be a little inconvenient, but I really appreciate you supporting me or like helping me reach these goals because I feel like this will help my mental or my physical health. Really communicating why you're doing those things. And so when it comes to that, like you wanting to wake up earlier and them not, there's things that fall with that. Like you want to make your bed, but they're still in the bed. I always teach to kind of adapt in a way that just because it doesn't work out the way you want it to, it's still working. Huga is all about comfortable conviviality with feelings of wellness and contentment. That's why we're so excited to be partnering with Moment this season. As seen on Shark Tank, featured in Forbes, The New York Times, Oprah Daily, and more, Moment is botanical water for meditation. Made from botanicals to enhance vitality, infused with ashwagandha to fight stress, impacted with L-theanine for mental clarity, Moment is meditation in a can, which we love. It's free of caffeine, alcohol, and made with zero sugar, making Moment our go-to drink to spice up the day. With sparkling and still flavors, you can have Moment at any time. The other night, I had this spiced mango flavor with tacos for Taco Tuesday, and it was so fun because I put some tahini on the rim, and it felt like I was drinking a spicy mango marg. Oh my gosh, and what is better than a spicy mango marg? I love right? that. If you're interested in trying Moment, go to drinkmoment.com and enter code Podcast at checkout for 15% off your very first purchase, or click the link in the show notes. Again, use code Podcast. that's H-Y-G-G-E, Girls Podcast at checkout for 15% off your first purchase, or click the link in our show notes. Start your mindfulness journey with Moment. So say your partner gets out of bed, you wake up at five and you want to make your bed, but your partner gets out of bed at eight. I always teach them have that be the cue. The second that you see your partner up and about, like in the kitchen, that's your cue for going and making your bed. So you can still have these healthy habits that you're building around someone else. But I also think that the communication is huge because there are times when people don't realize that they're negatively impacting us. Like, for example, um, before, right when me and my boyfriend started dating, I, I was like very adamant about my habits. I'm like, I'm obsessed. And this is way before I started posting on TikTok, anything. And there'd be times in the morning where he'd be like, oh, like, can you just lay a little longer? And I would get like pissed. I'm like, no, like, don't ask me that again. But then I communicated it again. Like, it's so important to me that I do these things. Mm-hmm. So really being able to be open and honest and having those conversations and having basically putting them in the position to support you will be super, super helpful. And then there's other things too. Like if you're like um if like when my boyfriend moves into my house 
he hasn't moved in yet, but I've already been planning for the future. I know he likes to watch TV before bed, and I'm literally saying, have your own bedroom. Like, love you. Love you so much. But, like, I can't. <laughs> like, over there. there. Yeah, There's like, your oh. space. Yeah. yeah. And I know a lot of people don't have um, that situation where they can do that but there are things that you can communicate to each other like if you want to watch tv before bed i'd appreciate if you did it downstairs because i want to read or i want to go to sleep it really is all about communication there's other things too when it comes like drinking um and things like that where me i talked to my boyfriend a lot about it where i was working for a while on changing my drinking habits and i've had a really crazy kind of with drinking where Mm -hmm. i went from absolutely zero or absolutely binge drinking to absolutely nothing to building back into finding a balance with it. And so that was a really big thing that I had to communicate and talk through as well. Like, I still want to spend time with you, but I don't know if I want it to always be in those situations or those settings. And the more that you communicate or talk with your partner, the more that you'll both be able to understand your perspective and where you're coming from and what your goals and your wants are so that they can help you get there. Yes, absolutely. I agree with everything you're saying. And I think an important word, we hear relationship a lot, but we don't hear partnership as much. We hear partner, but it really is a partnership, but it's still very personal. You are partners together, but there's that personal aspect of you're individually in this relationship and your partner is also individually in the relationship with their own lives, their own goals. And everyone's brain is just so incredibly different. I guess you learn that as you get older too, but I've started just realizing like, so many times that we want to get frustrated, it just comes down to someone being different than you or having different priorities, different goals, different habits, which is totally fine. So I do think it is important just that communication aspect of if I don't tell you what I need and what works for me, I can't just in the back of my mind hope that you assume or that you know magically what I need. And that really does help that build, build that partnership to where if your husband does want to sit on the couch and had a long day of work like he 100% deserves to do that and do what works for him and then if someone else wants to go on a three mile walk and take that time away from their partner just to have some personal space that's also equally as important and something that I I guess I've seen in my relationships is just taking things personally in a sense of like if you want to do something for yourself that isn't exactly what I was hoping it almost like offends me And I think communication is just the absolute solution to all of those issues. But, you know, if your boyfriend was like, why don't, why don't you like staying in bed with me for an extra two hours and try to take the offensive route, obviously he doesn't try to take the offensive route in it. What's going to, what it's going to come down to is this is what's important to me. And let's find a compromise of what you can value, what I can value and what we can value together as partners. So relationships definitely are complicated but I'm glad you guys have found something that works and I love the idea of you being like you take that room and you go watch your, your TV space. yep your space yeah and I don't want to clean up after him I've seen his room and he's messy oh, and no. that's another thing because you know if you, you have, have a messy room, boyfriend that's surprising I, I know I'm so, shocked. <laughs> so he's he's so clean in the downstairs area of the home So he lives with actually one of my best friends who I actually met through him. So she's my best friend now and her fiance. And, and the downstairs, he keeps crystal clear, like spotless, but his bedroom, I'm like, honey, what the hell happened in here? I know for the future. I'm like, right. And, and kind of going back to what I said earlier, I say it all the time, but I get so anxious when my space is dirty Mm -hmm. and I know that's not going to work for me. So, and there's nothing wrong with, I was really, really messy back in the day. So I understand some people don't like value it or maybe it doesn't affect them mentally, which is completely fine. But that's why I'm like, honey, we are going to have separate rooms until you can learn how to do that because I'm not yeah. doing it for you. My yeah. hot take <laughs> is that everyone 
wants a clean space even if they don't know it but when things are cluttered I was like there's no way that cleaning it will not make you feel better on the other end of it like I don't I would just have a hard time believing that if you're in a cluttered space and then it's clean even if a magic fairy comes in and clean it and you walk in you feel better like don't tell me you don't like I I it obviously takes a lot of discipline to be like I'm going to keep my space clean and my room gets cluttered I wish I could turn I mean I told you I was moving and stuff um but if you turned the corner I had all these boxes but it is I'm looking at them I'm like this stresses me out and after we get off the call I will be dealing with this because yeah we we all have our space but hopefully he learns to just appreciate it not obviously it's working for him but hopefully maybe he learns to appreciate it as well and at least he keeps your living space clean and you can shut the door and say you have your space I have mine I love that (laughs) I'm hoping I can teach him good cleaning habits once we live together yeah and it's like okay I don't necessarily want I don't know this I this is maybe a a entering the 20s or young adult we both graduated college recently so college is a little more of a haphazard lifestyle but then you get your own apartment that you're paying for and you get your own things that you, you know you have so much value in what you're doing and yourself and that grows with age and with time and with more responsibility but I like I was just sitting there today. I was like, I'm going to scrub the stove. And I enjoyed it. I was like, I, I put my dish soap, I got my sponge out, and I scrubbed the stove. And I was like, okay, that's like a little thing, but that makes you feel good. And like, let's make that a habit even. Yep. Um, there you go. And it's just crazy that this has built, such simple things can build into something like Sad to Savage that you've created with the podcast and this brand and this class. And how did you know? Because you did work a nine to five. So how did you know it was time to make this your full-time venture? So I knew before getting on TikTok, I taught habits on Instagram. And when I say I taught habits, I mean like I would just post about them 24-7 and message anyone that messaged me about them and be yeah. so excited. <laughs> and so when I – and I was actually making, before going viral, a class on habits, which is my six-week mm-hmm. class that I teach now because I loved it and I knew that I understood it in a way that was different from how it was taught. Like Mm -hmm. I just knew that it made sense to me and I was living it and could explain it and help others. And so when I started making, um, when I basically started going viral on TikTok, which I went viral from like a video of me literally ranting about how like people just tell you what to do, but don't teach. That's how TikTok happens. It's crazy. So insane. So insanity to me. Um, But so I started basically when that happened, when I went viral, I just committed with everything in me. I knew habits were my passion, and my purpose. And so I was working a nine to five. And I basically, as part of my morning routine, put in before work, I would edit, I would make videos, I would film, I'd get ready, work throughout the day, and then do the same thing right after work. I also was working on making my class, um, basically finishing it because I'd had, I had everything there, but I wanted it to be amazing. So working on that. And when it came time to quitting my job, what was happening was I could see the impact that I was having on other people's lives. I already knew that I was good at teaching, but then I really, really saw it firsthand and was like, this is insane. Like this needs to be what I'm dedicating everything to. Like I wanted all my time to go into it. Yeah. And so I launched my class and, um, and right, well, right before I launched my class, I actually got a new job. So JBL audio had like reached out to me because of TikTok and I took the job being like, Oh, like I want to work in TikTok full time. So I'll take this job working in TikTok, but just so y'all know, like I, I want to work for my, like I, I was pretty transparent about it. Yeah. yeah. And so when all that was happening, I, I really loved my manager, but the above her, there was not any respect to uh, work-life balance. 
if that makes sense. So it was like there was not a day that I was not done by 7.38 and work on it at 5. And I had all these other things that oh, I wow. knew. It was way too much for me. And I knew where I wanted my time, energy, and, and where I was making an impact and a difference. And so when my class went live, my first my first session of it, which I taught five sections of it in my first round. So I was teaching for an hour and a half, five classes a week for six weeks. And it was like not manageable. And, and there was something like I, in terms of finances and being able to actually quit, I was able to quit the second that my course went live in terms of financial stability, but I had never had financial stability before that point. So it was really, really scary for me to be like, oh, let me leave this job and health insurance and la da da da. Yeah, so and, exciting. Oh, yeah. The back end of that is like, oh shit, I guess I'm really doing this. Or yeah, just wow. like I'd like this just all started happening. Like, I don't know, but I basically just was like, this is what I want to do. And I'm giving the time and energy to it. And I know that I'll be successful. And I know this is made for me. So I quit my job which was insane. I was just like, wait, oh my God. And I was also at the time like really struggling with balance because I knew it was temporary teaching, like teaching, working as an influencer, doing brand partnerships, and then having a full-time job. I knew that that wasn't going to be my life forever. And so I really did need that balance back. And then from there, I feel like I have just created (laughs) more chaos for myself, but it's, it's crazy because I feel like I do a lot of things now. I have a lot of things going on. But when you like have something that you like love so much and you're so passionate about and you're seeing the impact, it's way easier to just be like, it's not a job. It's like what I want to do with my life at that point. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And I want to ask just from a personal standpoint, but also we've been hearing about it this entire episode about your Sad to Savage six-week course and what it entails for people who maybe are listening to this podcast and are interested in it um, and kind of how you break it down and how it is different than say your TikToks or being on this podcast today or what you post on Instagram, like what all of that is. And then also kind of a two-part question there. Um, after diving into that, how did you decide to add more to your plate? Because like you said, it's kind of like, okay, now it's just chaos. But recently, I mean, I know with memory, you've added that to your plate. So congrats on that and kind of entering your business phase. But how did you know that that was the right decision to invest in this company and to add something else? And kind of what do you see for yourself moving forward with the Sad to Savage six-week course and with memory and everything under that umbrella? So my class is like my pride and joy. It's the greatest thing I think I've ever, I I can't say it's the greatest thing I'll ever do, but it's the greatest thing I've ever done. And I'm so proud of it. So it's a six week class where people join and we do once a week Zoom, which is the actual class. And we go through an ebook that I created. And each week is something that we focus on um, something different. And also in the class, we're in a Facebook page where people are turning in homework because there's weekly homework. And then also communicating with the other like the other people that are in the community who are also changing their life, who are also working on their habits. We also have a group meet that we talk in daily, sharing pictures of the habits we're building, asking advice, giving resources, sharing podcast episodes. So the class itself is basically like creating a little community of people that want to work on themselves. The reason behind that is there are so many studies that when it comes to change, doing it in a group of people is so helpful because it's it's that that extra push. Like, they're doing it. I want to do it. They're doing it. Like, oh, they just woke up and sent a picture of them on their morning walk. Like, I want to do the same thing. It's really, really cool, that community mentality. It always fires me up. But in the class, we go through six weeks. And what it is is through the ebook, 
There's multiple sections where we'll stop and do working sessions. We'll talk through each habit and how we're going to change them in our lives and implement them. And then each week review, we can reevaluate because sometimes when a habit doesn't work for you or you can't change it right away, people think that they failed when really you just need to stop, take a step back and say, oh, okay, look, I'm going to try it a little bit different. So for example, when people would wake up earlier and maybe they couldn't stop using that alarm, we'd stop and say, okay, let's look at your nighttime routine this week and we're going to work through that. And that's how they actually find success because they're not giving up. They're in this community where they're learning and changing their habits as they go. But week one, we go over everything that has to do with habits, the habit loop, keystone habits, 1% better habit stacking. We learn the habits of waking up earlier and then also self-love. Week two, we go into nutrition and fitness habits. I teach how to eat 60 to 80% healthy, all the little habits that go into nutrition, how to form a fitness habit, what fitness actually is. Um, in week three, we create our morning and nighttime routines. Week four, we go through the four quadrants, which are your heart set, soul set, mindset, and health set. We go through communication, things um, like dealing with breakups, dealing with friend breakups, um, also communicating with partners, how to create a healthy relationship. We go into week five, which is optimizing your weekends, which is you where basically the course up until that point is all about creating healthy habits Monday through Friday so that you have the weekend to kind of rest and not overwhelm yourself. And week five is when we bring in weekend habits, building in time for you, creating a grocery shopping habit, creating a cleaning habit. And then week six is when we stop and we go through and create our plan B, which is basically habits when people fall off their habits, those those big moments are due to big life moments like getting sick, having a death in the family, moving is actually a huge thing that can either help or derail your habits, going on vacation. And so we create a plan for those big life moments so they have it when they need it. We also set next steps and then our goals. So we write out what goals we want to achieve and then those small steps on how we're actually going to get there. So though the class is ending after that six weeks, you have a step-by-step detailed plan of exactly what you're doing next and what to do in the event that you might have a big life event happen, how you can stay on track and help yourself get back on track. So that's my six-week class. It's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. It's my favorite thing ever. I've met so many people and it's cool because you just form these relationships with people because you talk to them and you get to know them and you you learn. For me, I love learning about people's lives because that helps set me up for success that I can talk them through. Okay, I want you to try this. Here's how you're going to create this habit. And you want them to succeed. So, and like as much as they want themselves to succeed, the entire community is rooting for each other on top of themselves, which is just so special. And congrats on everything. I'm, I can tell you're so passionate about it and it just seems so great. So congrats on the community you've built and for the future, like Matt was asking about memory. Memory. So, oh my gosh, I love memory so much for anyone that's listening. It's a brand that basically creates brain, uh, brain gut nutrition. And so we have a daily greens out right now. I'm creating a new product that's coming out in the new year, which is going to be a huge surprise. I cannot wait. But I basically started working with them. I saw Erica, who's my other business partner. She posted about how her and her husband um, came out with this new this new company called Memory. And because I knew her from home, I was like, oh, I kind of want to support it. And I also want to try it. She was super into holistic health. The product was plant-based whole foods. I was looking for a daily greens, but because I'm so into health and fitness and nutrition, everything out there was, again, for lack of better words, just like shit. And I was yeah. like, I don't want <laughs> things. Like I would rather have just made things myself at that point. Yeah. And so I tried Memory. It was, it tasted amazing. And I knew all of the ingredients, everything about it was amazing. It's actually the only daily greens on the market. Now actually let this hit you. The only daily greens on the market that has a full serving of greens. Now think about that. How are people, this? right? And so that's why I was like, wait, something's not adding up. Oh my God, you guys, I cannot wait. So I'm not going to do any like 
like so i try to think how to explain this when you look at the the nutrition labels of things that influencers or people that push in daily greens when you actually look at the ingredients it is mind-blowing and so i actually didn't know how to read a nutrition label to be completely honest until about two and a half years ago and so i completely understand how people have that kind of um that gap of like understanding like oh my gosh this this company creates greens that says it helps with bloating but their number one ingredient literally the side effect is causing bloating and it's things like that that made me so mad and so when I had memory and I liked it and it like everything about it checked out and it's just this amazing product I basically pitched myself to start doing partnerships with them and so from there I loved it and I was like I I think that I could make this company amazing like I'm doing so great with my six-week class I have the habits I have the routines I like working I really do love working especially in a space that helps people like with their overall mental and physical health and because memories for your brain and one of my favorite things I say to myself is like I love my brain I'm like this is perfect so in terms of timing I'm I'm in class right now I'm taking four classes I have my podcast I have my six-week class that I teach while also being an influencer and so it wasn't necessarily about the timing it was more the product itself and the fact that when I met up so Erica is from Michigan and she came home and I'd asked her if she could meet up with me and this is still when we were just working in a partnership together and I asked her if she could meet up with me and that's when I kind of pitched myself as a co like owner co-business owner and working with her is is amazing like she sees me as someone who is though I am not technically like uh the business girly right like I don't have a business degree things like that she sees me as someone who's intelligent in the health and wellness space mm-hmm. and do anything to like learn about it and communicate it and so I knew working with her was going to be successful and so I just kind of dove right in and I've been working on this for months and it was kind of hard because I couldn't really like announce like I'd just be drinking it and be like you guys don't understand how much I actually love that like you don't get it <laughs> I'm like no y'all are gonna find out but I love it I could not be more excited to be a part of that brand and be a co-owner oh that sounds so cool I'm gonna have to try it out I'm so you intrigued by it now and yeah. I actually took a um in college my last semester of college I took a sustainability of food class and I realized I um, like I didn't know how to really read a nutrition label or when things say organic, like what does that really mean versus saying pasture. I mean, there's just a million things that in America we just slap, I mean, across the world, but you just slap a label on something and you just kind of take it for what it is and saying that the greens didn't even have a serving of greens is insane. But I took that's that crazy. class. You would never know. And that's how I felt with the sustainability of food class that I took. I was like, I, I have been... I've been pranked my entire life by yeah. these food systems. They have got me. Where are the cameras? I have believed you this whole time and you've just been lying. You have these preconceived notions of organic is healthy or greens is healthy or these things are ethical. Ethical is a whole other, a whole other discussion too. But um, I'm so glad that you found something that you just were passionate about in a partnership that has evolved into something Yeah, that it has. I mean, that is so cool and we'll definitely have to try it out yes I'm I'm excited to try it and I honestly had what was again not trying to hype myself up here but I felt like I was early to the bandwagon because I had been looking into it and then I remember when you posted and you announced it and I was like oh my gosh this makes so much sense like these two things this is Maddie's brand to an absolute T yeah no it it really is like (laughs) Shelby I know that you don't know me but I'm like I'm health and wellness, like I instruct yoga, like all, I'm all about kind of how you are, like I don't have a degree in like health and wellness or like 
a public health degree like Emma does, for example. I have like, the public health degree. Yeah, Believe she does. Or not. Like, I'm, I'm very into it. But as we wrap up this episode, um, I actually wanted to ask you this earlier in the episode and I just completely spaced on it. You're doing so, 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 so much with taking your four classes with Sad Savage, with memory, with your own personal habits and your own personal relationships and alone time and mental health and being an influencer. I feel like you wear all the hats under the sun, it feels like. How do you balance it all? And how would you suggest someone who is looking to maybe add something else to their plate? Like in your example with memory, when you were like, this isn't the best timing, but it's something that I truly believe in. What would be your advice to them? I would say, hmm. so I think I have a different perspective because I lived through when I had my nine to five, that was probably the most chaotic my life had ever been even more chaotic than it is now. And I have more things on my plate, but that's because I have a lot of control. What I would say is slowly start adding in one hour for you, whether it's one day on the weekend where you spend an hour or 15 minutes after work every single day where you can sit and write out your next steps, your plans, your goals, things that you want to achieve. An example of this is I did this when I wanted a new job. I, I had a really horrible job in the beginning of my set of savage face. And I'd spend 15 minutes after work every day either looking for new jobs, working on my resume. And then like, even though, cause it was really overwhelming to do all at once, but splitting it up and doing it helped me actually get to a place where I could get a better job where then I had a better mental state where then I could add in new things. So my biggest step, my biggest advice to start would be adding in 15 minutes a day or like an hour for you on the weekend, depending on what your schedule looks like now. In terms of my life right now, I have been finding on a mission to find balance because I um, I'm honestly really attracted to chaos. And when I learned that, I was like, wait, that makes so much sense. I read it in a book and it was like, if you're raised in a chaotic environment, that's where you feel almost interesting. Yeah. Well, I feel like mind. I can relate to that. <laughs> it literally blew my mind. I was like, I've never had something tell me what my my issue was. And and I always talk about like you look at other you look at your habits, you pull out, you zoom out, you look at all these different things to find it out. And it just said it so so blatantly in this book. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that that's You're like, wait, how did you know are you the person that's like you have I feel like a lot of people act this way that have brains running on like constantly running like I think me, Maddie and you do as well. But it's like when you have ten minutes, you can't just sit like you're like, okay, that has to be filled. But where I found, but my boyfriend started to get like, babe, I love you, but like, you got to have time for you because again, I am so passionate about it that sometimes the passion covers the actual balance for me where I'm like, oh, it's more important to do this. What I like to do is, is things like my morning routine, which is consistent. Those three hours, I'm not working. I'm doing things strictly for my mental, and my physical health. And that's something that I know I'm never not going to do. That keeps mm -hmm. me clean and that's time for me and time that I can focus on those areas. So there's little things like that that I have in place. Even my nighttime routine, it's so, so nice. So while my life is really chaotic and it took me a, a good chunk of time to find time for like my boyfriend or my family or social events, the, those consistence were things that I think kept me sane and kept me kept me actually healthy and moving. And now when I'm at a place where um, I've had more time to kind of like test and, and focus and really sit back, I had to like kind of sit and be like, what is important to me? Like, what are the things that I want to achieve? I have these goals for myself, but I also know that I'm so close to my family. I love them and I want to spend time with my boyfriend. I would sit and really think through things like, oh, okay, me and my boyfriend have a, um, between the two of us, we don't really text during the day. I can't really text because I'm always like, Bop, 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 working or busy. And because I work on my phone, I ignore text messages. Like I've taught my brain to literally not see them. So like I don't get distracted. 
And so we talk to each other on the phone in the morning when I'm driving to my second gym to go walk. And then when he called me during the podcast, we talk after work. And so that's when we talk. And that's how I fit him in throughout the day. So I'm not overwhelmed yeah. and stressed and I can focus. Cinema condolences today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we also pick like we pick a specific date night. So it's like finding those little things that work for you. It's not going to happen right away. Like, especially when I added in memory a few months ago, I had to shift my days because now I have weekly meetings with the team. I have things that I'm doing outside of the weekly meetings that I'm working for the brand. And it's just really sitting and working through and saying, what habits can I use that will be effective for this? What are routines that I can have? For example, like the routine of like after work on Wednesdays, cleaning up my space, knowing I'm going on a date with my boyfriend and then having that time with him where I can focus on that. It's really almost, I would say, trial and error, but seeking out balance, especially if you seek out chaos like myself. That's great. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this. Thank you for being on the show and giving us so much insight, at least from a personal standpoint. I love all of our episodes. I love all of our guests. So if anyone's listening, I'm not trying to like shade anyone. But to date, this might be my new favorite episode just because I feel like it was so it was so jam packed and I think that what you're doing is inspirational, not only because, you know, you have X, Y, and Z happening for you and that you are, at least from the outside looking in, it seems like you have things figured out more or less and things are balanced. But also the fact that you learned this and you said, okay, now I'm going to go turn around and teach other people about it. I think that's absolutely incredible. And if our listeners are interested in learning more, um, if they're interested in the Sad to Savage six-week course, if they're interested in memory, if they're interested in just finding you on TikTok, Instagram, how can they do that? Plug yourself. This is your time to give us give us all the details of Shelby Sacco. Ooh, well, thank you for that compliment, by the way, too. I got to send this episode oh my gosh, to my mom. She's going to be excited. <laughs> so my social handles on Instagram and TikTok are ShelbySacco5, and that's spelled S-H-E-L-B-Y-S-A-C-C-O-5. My six-week class and application um, to apply is in my link tree. Memory, my daily greens company, that is also in my link tree. And I have a discount code that's SHELBY in all caps for 15% off your first order. And then... My website is sad to the actual number savage because someone bought sad to savage. And so oh, I how dare they? How did they not know? How I don't know. Like, oh my God. I'm waiting for the day they don't renew their website and I can slide on in. But that's where you guys can find me. And Amazing. I you guys having me on the podcast. I'm really excited. I love getting to talk to you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on. It was at least from a personal standpoint, really, really cool to get to kind of rock your brain. Um, Because I feel like until a certain standpoint, you know, like someone that you see on social media is more or less like a character. Um, And you're like, oh my gosh, this is an actual person. So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to chat with us. Um, Thank you for all of your insight. And yeah, we're super excited to further connect. And for our listeners, um, all of Shelby's information will also be listed in the show notes down below. So if you missed any of that, Um, go down there all of her information will be linked amazing amazing okay well thank you again for being on the show until next time stay happy stay healthy and stay stay hygge bye Bye, everyone